welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, J.A., and I am joined just by the one legend. What did I call you last week? Mr. Consistent or Mr. Irrelevant? I think it was one of them, <laughs> one of the two. Uh, Richie Garraway, number one Buccaneers fan in Australia. How are you, mate? Good, buddy. How are you? Uh, yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. I've got some fancy lights behind me, behind my, my cabinet. Like, life's good, you know? Bit you, better than my plain white background here. Yeah, look, my thing is if you've got LEDs behind you, something's going right in your life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you've you, arrived. Yeah, like if you can set up, if you can stick some LEDs to your wall and plug it into a PowerPoint and make it look cool, things are good. Things are real good. So, never anything to complain about. It looks like we're getting out of lockdown in the next... Uh, couple of days i just got about six messages from people from the football club saying we're back so i don't know what's just been announced but melbourne looks like it's going to get out of some sort of lockdown to back to some normality which i don't know about you richie you got a young kid as well it's uh it's it's tough lockdown it's tough being in in, in with the family full time i'm sure it's as tough on them as it is on me but it's tough all around (laughs) so especially when your wife's a personal trainer and can't work and can't go to gym and can't do anything so it's been a rough couple of weeks, but it looks like we're starting to get out of it. So well done, Victoria, for riding it out and you know not letting it be extended anymore. Yeah, without making it political, like why is it always us? It's always fucking Victoria. <laughs> like what the hell are we doing wrong down here? It's really pissing me off. Like you compare it to Queensland or WA, who wouldn't know what a lockdown is. Like we'll be in masks for weeks and weeks and weeks probably, but I don't know. I was. I'll be happy to go more than 5Ks from my house. Yes, that's true. That'll be good. But maybe go to the movies. Movies? I've not been to the movies. Just went right off topic earlier. I've not been to the movies, I don't reckon, for six or seven years. I cannot tell you the last time I went to the cinemas. Uh, as you know, my wife and I like to, like to go to the movies. So I think we did go in between the, the last couple of lockdowns. Mm, but yeah. Um, it's bloody hard because, one, there's not many good movies coming out. Everything goes straight <laughs> to Netflix now. And, two, we're in and out of lockdown like a fucking yo-yo in this site. So I think, Richie, the do? last time I went to the movies was when I went with you and your wife to see Star Wars because no one would go and see Star Wars with me and my oh, family. And you were like, right. we'll go so- again with you to see it. And you, you, you took me to the cinemas as a complete yeah, third your, wheel. Your wife refused. Yeah, so she's we more said, like, oh, we'll, go, we'll go again. You, you went again with me. That was the last time I went to the cinemas. When did the first Star Wars and the first new Star Wars come out? What, six, that, seven years that's ago? That's a good question. It was a while ago, that's for sure. There you go. That was the last time I went to the cinemas. Um, that's enough of cinema talk want to thank our fantastic friends at Burnley Brewing. I know they're going to be extremely happy that the lockdown's um, winding up and hopefully some people get in their restaurants. Um, absolutely love your work there at Burnley Brewing, guys. Really appreciate you. And um, yeah, couldn't be happier we're getting our lockdown for you guys, if nothing else. Um, also, our Patreons, Tyreek Hill Helmet got given away yesterday. Went to our good man, Regan Skulls, all the way up in Queensland. Makes me happy. The last couple of months, you know, we've, it's gone to um, John Elliott, owner of We Are 4 who does all our graphics and all that sort of stuff and then this month to Regan who Regan has been one of our longest longest fans yeah him, him and Jer are kind of the two oldest the oldest guys in the book so I'm really glad that he's got it and he also won the box of beer a couple of months ago as well so I'm sending him up a box of beer and a Tyreek Hill Kansas City Chiefs helmet so he should be wrapped with that and thanks for your support all our patrons thanks for your support and next month I've got a ripper for next month Richie I've got 
It's Dallas Cowboys. Troy Aikman, Dallas Cowboys mini helmet, um, all certified, everything like that. Absolute ripper. And to go with it, I had a little figurine, little Troy Aikman figurine. I was like, you know what? Oh. I'll throw in a little figurine. Throw in the bobblehead. There's nothing better than a you know, you've got a little bobblehead or something to go with go with it. So that's that's this month. Obviously the second prize is Burnley Brewing, box of Burnley Brewings and uh, a, a stubby holder from them. So yeah, that'll be awesome. Um, whoever gets that. Funny, a couple of times obviously I don't do first and second prize, but I I tend to think that people would pick the helmets first. Two times someone's picked the beer first now. Mm. Two times. Which is pretty cool. There you go. Shows you how good Burnley Brewing is. Um, the bottom line is Burnley Brewing's probably more expensive than um, than uh, a, a helmet sometimes because it's it's top quality beer, Rich. We know that craft beer or independent beer, you don't you don't pay bottom you don't pay Carlton draft price for that sort of that sort of top quality stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. Who <laughs> had you didn't ask me a question? I was waiting for it. You're right. I was just like hoping you'd respond. But you, you know. you, you, you've you've done something that um that ex AFL players do all the time, and they do it on TV. Yeah, they come out, they make it. So they're interviewing a player, mm. and they come out and they make a statement, and then they shove the microphone under the player's mouth. It's like what what do you expect them to fucking say? You made a statement about the game. You didn't ask them a question. I hate it. It absolutely drives me nuts. All ex-players do it because they're not fucking journalists. They don't know anything about it. They don't know what they're doing. And they just stand there. They'll make a statement and then almost go, do you agree with me? Can you make me right? It's like, ask them a question, you idiot. It's a, it's a game of football. Well, It's not hard. I was talking about beer. You were terrible you? today. <laughs> I was Why talking about beer happened? and I thought you'd have some interest in beer because you do love beer. So I do love beer. You do love beer, and you love Burnley Brewing. That that that's the main point here. We're all trying to make. I do. I got exactly. I got my coffee browns. Oh. Oh. I won the other night. It was a cold night. Got it out and just spilled it everywhere trying to trying to pour it, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> I knew I knew it was all going to be the juice was going to be worth the squeeze in the end. That's what I knew. Um, but Always let, is those coffee browns. Jeez, they're, they're good. They're, they're fantastic. Let's get on to a bit of football talk. We're going to start with John James. Uh, Suing the Denver Broncos. I think this is just a really interesting story. Guy played for the Dolphins, drafted in the first round, had a few good years for the Dolphins. Um, you know, did a good job, got a big contract for Denver, got injured his first season there. And then last season, I believe he opted out. And then this season going in, uh, he hurts himself in the offseason doing football workout. He's going to miss the entire season. Denver cut him and basically say, because you injured yourself off site. Um, you're not going to get some bonuses. So he's suing them for $15 million, um, which is basically half of this year's contract. Let's sorry, all of this year's contract and half of next year's, I believe. Just So that's just paraphrasing. It's around that mark. Um, I guess my, my thoughts with this are they have like certain limits. So they put like weight limits on them that they've got to come back under a certain weight in a certain position physically. And to do that, you've got to work out. And they fine them if they don't come back. So they'll take money off them if they don't come back in physical, in good physical form. Um, and they also give them bonuses if they come back in better than physical form. So if a guy gets hurt trying to keep that, that physical form and stop losing money so he doesn't come back overweight and unprepared and unhealthy, why is that not covered in his contract? That, that seems very unfair to me. Really unfair, especially in COVID. It seems like Denver are doing the wrong thing here. And I'm, I'm kind of on John James' side. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree without knowing all the history. Um, 
obviously during, especially last year with the height of COVID, um, yeah, they couldn't train at the facility. They had to do it from home. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like this is just an extension of that. I mean, I think he tore his Achilles off. off I, I'm sure I read that's what the injury was. Yeah, it was. Um, so, obviously, it's painful. It takes a long time to come back from it. Um, it's not like he was out jet skiing or or downhill mogul skiing or something like that, that that you shouldn't be doing if you're a professional athlete. Like, let's face it, you know, you've got to protect. I would have no problem if that's how he got injured. But by all accounts, he was at home um, or, or in his way, wherever the hell he works out, mm. because they, they, they weren't allowed in the facility. Yep. I'm, I'm sure that was the case at the time. So if you're not allowed in the facility to work out and you want me to come back in a certain um, physical um, position, how am I supposed to do that? If, if you're not going to protect my contracts. I actually think it's really gross. I actually do think they'll settle in the end. They'll, um, they'll pay him. He's also signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Did you know that? I was about to say that as well. So, he's, he's got a new deal for this year. So, like, he's he, going to be okay money-wise. Although, that contract's not really year. guaranteed. Yeah, he can't play this year either. He's, he's injured. Well, he may come back late in the season, maybe. Yeah. I mean, look, hey, as someone who's currently doing it, coming back from an Achilles isn't a lot of fun. Mm. Um, but... If I was here, I'd, I'd sue. I'm sure you'll get a settlement offer. I think you will. If as think- soon as soon as it hits hits something you're comfortable with, take it. And I think but everyone's, I'm with him. I'd everyone's be suing on his for side. Sure. Everyone's kind of on his side at the moment as well. I haven't I haven't seen yeah. many people come in and be like, "No, screw the billion dollar organization, mm. the Denver Broncos. Like they should they should take all the money." Like, it's a bit unfair, but anyway, yeah. that's uh, that's, that's it. That's- he wasn't skydiving. No, like, no, he wasn't playing basketball, or doing, doing an extreme here? sport or anything like that. He was, he was training. So, uh, let's move on to the the big news, Richie. And this is we were thinking of maybe not having a podcast this week, but then this news hit, and it was like, well, we've got to talk about this. Julio Jones now a Titan. We discussed mm-hmm. this last week with Lewis. I'll run through the deal. Obviously, the Falcons have given up Julio Jones to the Titans in exchange for Jones. The Titans will send twenty twenty two, so not next year, the year after, second round pick. A 2020, sorry, no, 2022 is next year, isn't it? I've stuffed that up. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> next year's second round pick, my mistake. I, I got confused with my years. Um, and then 2023 fourth round selection. And along with Jones, the Falcons will receive a sixth round pick. So they're basically swapping a fourth and a sixth round pick for, for two years' time, which is whatever. And um, giving and getting Julio Jones for a second round pick. I personally think this is an absolute bargain for the Titans and it instantly makes that offense a lot better. It improves so many things on that offense. It helps them in so many ways. I love the deal. Richie, to, to ask the question of you, do you like the deal too? Uh, it's Titan, absolutely. And even in, as if I was a Falcon fan, you're not going to be happy about it, but I can't you kind of have to do this. Like... Um, you, you're deal. reaping what you sowed in the previous years. Um, they've done a really bad job of their cap mm-hmm. and they had to get under it. Yep. It's simple as that. And I, I know we make jokes that it's all made up, but this is how you get under it. These are the things that you've got to do. You've got mm-hmm. to restructure. You've got to cut whatever it takes. And this was the asset with the most value yep. at the Falcons and it was going to give them the most relief as well. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. I'm sure trading... Um, the quarterback would have probably given them the most relief, but this is the next best thing. So it's not like he was their only receiver. You know, I think 
Kelvin Ridley's a really good player. I think people he, need to understand exactly. that. He excelled last year without Julio Jones. He was exceptional. Yeah. He was one of the best receivers uh, in the uh, league last year. Agree. Absolutely is. And and I think he'll his career will continue on that arc. So it's not like their cupboard is bare in, in this position. Um, and it allows them to, to operate this year, really. Um, their contract was getting bigger over the next couple of years. Um, so, yeah, as a Falcon fan, you're going to be disappointed because he is a really good player and he still has years of production left. But this is the position that, Just, in all honesty, I don't think it's the current regime put you in, but you're in it. So and they drafted, this gets you out. They drafted Pitts as well, the tight end. They're going to rely on him to be more of a receiver now. I think he'll play a exactly. lot more. Because they've got Hayden Hurst, the tight end, who was a former first-round pick and, and a solid tight end. He's not a world beater, don't get me wrong, but he's solid. Um, so you've got them pits on the outside. Kelvin Ridley just quietly, last year, in only his second season in the NFL, which I did not realize. Sorry, third season in the NFL. So his first two seasons, he had 800-odd yards both years, 10 touchdowns his rookie year, seven, seven his second year. Third year, without Julio Jones, where people would think for half the season, people would think, oh, you know, he's going to get number one coverage, all that sort of stuff. 90 receptions, 1,374 yards, 15.3 average, which is massive, and nine touchdowns. That's that's as mm. good as it gets for a number one receiver in terms of production. So going Absolutely. into a contract year, I'm not worried about the receiving group. I don't think this is a huge dint. Would have I would have you preferred to get more for Julio Jones? Yes. And Julio Jones being injured last year probably hurt you. And the situation that you're in with your cap teams knowing that you basically had to trade him off. It was either him or Grady Jarrett. And I think they've just valued Grady Jarrett as a higher piece with the, what the players they've got. But mm-hmm. I think... You look at all all considered a second round pick for Julio Jones. It's not terrible. In the, when you look at the value of receivers right now in the league, it's probably fair. A lot of receivers go in the second round that become quite quite good receivers. So yeah. I think I think and it's not too bad. Yeah, and they've got plenty of. Um, if you can't draft a starter in the second round, there's something wrong with your organization. Yeah. So second round picks are valuable. They're very valuable because you get those players cheaper and. Yeah, everything that comes with it. So, you know, I, I value second-round picks really highly. Like, it, this isn't the NBA. No. Where second-round picks aren't even guaranteed. Like, yeah, this is the NFL. You've got to be drafting starters in the second and third rounds. Yep. To, if you want a good organization. And teams that don't are crappy organizations. And, and, and their results speak for it. If you want to flip it over for the Titans, yes. this is awesome. If you're a Titans fan, oh my god! So <laughs> like, two, I, I wish I wish I had the odds on me and how much they changed um, yeah. to one win the division, two win the AFC, and then three win the Super Bowl because I'm sure they came in on all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not as much on the Super Bowl, but this this is great for them. Oh. Have, having Jones now opposite Brown with Be- a, best receiver tandem, such a high quality back. Oh man, by far, by they, far in my opinion, they I don't must think it's be, even close. Yeah, but it, it was a pizza party in the offices yeah. after that. After that deal was done in the Titans' um, front office. Also, Just what great this, job by them. What this opens up for the the main weapon. Of, so the Titans, their main weapon is Derrick Henry. They run the ball and they play action. And Tannehill has excelled in that play action game. He's yep. excelled in that in that run and gun movement. He's been terrific. He's been since he went to the Titans and started his first game of the Titans. It's been twenty six games. He's been easily one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and it's been quite under the radar. He has been as good as Patrick Mahomes statistically. I'd still give me Mahomes any day of the week, but in terms of play and and 
you know, productivity, he's been just as good. So you then add Julio Jones to this. Um, you know, Reynolds now becomes your third receiver, which I think is quite a good fit. I think him as your second's a worry. As your third, yep, it's okay. You lose Jonu Smith, Thurkska, they like what he can do. But the bottom line is you can now run the ball because I don't know how teams are going to play both these guys. AJ Brown now can become that over-the-middle, underneath, big, strong, breaks, tackles. Then you've got a guy like Julio Jones. If you leave one-on-one, you run the risk and he will burn you every single play. He's going to have some games Mm. this year where he gets, you know, five receptions for 220 yards and a couple of touchdowns where he just gets two big, big touchdown passes because you can't stack the box to stop Derrick Henry now because you risk the play action and the big pass. You can't double cover Brown over the middle to stop him getting, you know, easy release. You can't press him, play underneath him and have a safety over the top. Because you've got Julio. Like, you can't double mm. everyone and then stack the box and play on Henry because then you're literally going to leave the other two guys uncovered. There's just not enough people to do it. It is the, it, it's a great move for them. If their defense can improve a little bit, which, you know, I don't know if it can. I like some of their pieces. I like Simmons. I like Farley, who they got in the draft. I think he's going to be a real, you know, a real good, a real good pick, that late first round pick that, that kind of fell due to some injury concerns. But all in all, you can't walk away for a second-round pick getting Julio Jones in your building. I think you can walk away feeling real good about this if you're the Titans. And if you're a Titans fan, I had you guys as on the cusp last week. I, I'd have to say I'm, defensive defense is what worries me, but you're definitely in that playoff team category now comfortably, and you're, you're knocking on the door of a contender with, with this move. It, it changes yeah. everything. Yeah, uh, I saw it. I agree with most of that. Um, an interesting thing I did see, um, uh, I think uh, ESPN stats and info put it out. Um, but basically, 100-yard receiving game since 2011 when Julio Jones sort of came in. Mm. He has the most in the NFL with 58 games of 100 yards receiving or more. All Titans players combined in the same period have had 50, which I thought was just a fun stat um, to talk about his production. But... Um, as I said, like, you know, the Titans, um, it's a real good move for them because they already had the cap space, so that was no big deal. Um, there's an out. Like, this doesn't work, um, including this year. Um, they can get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Titans, uh, so the Titans have had, I can't remember who the receiver was. They've had one receiver get 1,300 yards in their career. They basically worked out if you put Julio Jones's season statistics, his, his receiving yardage statistics into the Tennessee Titans, he would own the top nine out of the out of the top ten. The tenth would be a yeah. Titan. Who uh, names? I read it yesterday, but I forgot. He was quite a good receiver. Mason, I think it was Mason. Quite a good receiver. Oh, yeah, yeah, he probably had a good year if like that, yeah. Yeah, so he had 1,300-odd yards, but Julio Jones has beaten that nine times in his career, and he's only been playing for 10 years. So, yeah. and last year... You'd argue we would, we did the numbers last week. He would have got it if he played all, all sixteen games. So yeah, I think it's a great move by them. I, I'm really I, I'm happy for the Titans and the Titans fans. It gives mm. you that jolt of energy and kind of puts them right in the box seat to, to go and contend and compete yeah. with a team like Kansas City. I, I do, and the you know the Bucks mm. and that sort of thing. So even even if they only get say ten regular season games out of him in playoffs, the it'll, back it'll end be is happy. If if, 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 if he's there for the playoffs. And he plays, yeah, you know, 10, 10, 10 yeah. games. I think they'd be quite happy with that. And he's, he's under contract yeah. too. So he's under contract for two years. Now, he'll probably want more. But I think he's technically for three. Three, is he? But you can get out after 2022 if yeah. it if it 
if it doesn't work out for you or if you need to get out from under it. So it's not like he's on a um, one year deal and you've got to you've got to sign him to a long term deal. They might sign no, him, like they might extend him, but I don't I, I wouldn't until the end of this season. I'd say how he goes first and then do it. I, I personally if I was the Titans, I'd probably never extend him. I'd make him play so you're have him. Years. Yeah, 2021, 2022. Um, and if it's all going well, pay him for 2023. And if it's not, take the out and it costs no, nothing against the cap. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and at that point, you know, if you can get two more really good years out of him, I don't think there'll be a lot of trade left after that. No, probably not. Well, certainly you could probably get him at a cheaper amount. Uh, mm. Speaking of money and uh, not speaking of cheaper amounts, I'm just going to try and stop this video from making noise. Let, let's talk about Michael Dixon, the Australian punter from the Seattle Seahawks, um, being one of the best punters in the league from the second he entered. He has signed a four-year, $14.5 million extension. Um, he's now one of the NFL's highest-paid punters, which he deserves. And I guess for an Australian guy who you know made his way through Pro Kick Australia, which has been well-talked about on this podcast and how good a job they do sending guys over to college and then you know in the pros, um, what a terrific story and what a terrific kind of final tick to get that, that big contract. You know, that's the sort of money that now he, he probably doesn't have too many concerns for the rest of his life financially, um, you know, if he, if he can play that contract out. And, you know, we know what punters are like. Not many punters don't play out contracts because you don't get hurt um, and their production doesn't tend to drop off until they get a lot older. We see punters play till their 40s. So um, I'm really excited for, for, for Michael Dixon. I think it's awesome. Um, I think it's great to see another Australian not only playing in the NFL but doing really well and then now getting paid to do really well. You know, the next guy will be the uh, the big fella in um, in San Francisco. I'm sure he'll get paid soon as well. I can't remember if he's what. Wishnowski. Wishnowski. Yeah, Wishnowski. He'll get his um he'll he'll get a deal soon as well. But it's just great to see it and you know something to really celebrate as an Australian. The success we're having, you know, Adam Gotts got a, got a new deal in the off season to stay at the Jaguars. It's um, Australians in the NFL is a good good place to be at the moment, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely, and I think um, Michael's earned every bit of it. He's been an outstanding punter since coming in. Obviously, coming off his great career at Texas, he was drafted, um, which is obviously rare for the punters. They usually have to do it the hard way. Usually, a couple of years out of the game after college and, and then they sort of get a chance. The NFL's very reluctant to take shots on rookies. Well, we've heard it from Chris, um, from Chris Bryan, who used to be on our show with us when he used to say, basically, the Jets coordinator would be like, I'll send you back. Like, I, don't, I hate Australians. You're taking guys' jobs in America. It was That was their attitude. I think it is probably starting to turn a bit, but that's been the attitude for a long time. Yeah. So, look, I'm stoked for him. Um Forty million—that's nothing to sneeze at, um, and that's a lot of money. It's probably—I'd oh, have to look back to see what guys like um, Matt McBriar um, and um, yeah, and past guys who were in the league for a long time what their earnings were. But um, I think if he plays through this career, he's got to be one of the highest earning Australians in the NFL, probably ever. Yeah, I'm just looking at Matt McBriar career earnings. He earned. <laughs> oh, this is awful. He earned $6.9 million over 11 seasons. Yeah, well, there you go. That, that, so, that just shows how the market... He's been retired yeah. for 10 years now, so just shows oh, how... absolutely. And look, he, I'm sure he still leads... Has he most games played for an Australian or would Darren Bennett be most games played? I think I'm Darren not sure. Bennett played It's got, it's got to be close between the two of them. And Ben, ben um, Graham was up there as well actually for, for games played yeah i think 
he would be third but behind the other two. Um, just guessing off the top of my head. Um, but, yeah, it's amazing that um, – I think he must have had a decent earn too. He was in the league a long time. About, but, about six million, I think. Four, five million according to Protract. No, well, there you go. See, and, and, and in that time, it's a, it's a big jump. So, it's obviously the, the, the richest deal that an Australian signed. Um, so, that's awesome and, and yeah. great for the game here and more exposure and hopefully we can get more people playing in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, that's um, that's it for the show today, Rich. So there wasn't a lot of news. We still managed to stretch to twenty five minutes, which is pretty good for us. With only three topics, we're uh, we're good. We're we're pretty good that way. But um, the big one was obviously the, the the Titans news, which is awesome for the Titans. And if you're a Titans fan, you must be loving it. So let's see how that plays out. But Richie, appreciate you as always, mate. Um, the things will start to ramp up in the next couple of weeks. Guys are back training in the facilities and whatnot. Something's Something's probably going to happen with Aaron Rodgers because he's holding out of camp now. Um, they're saying they're going to deduct money off him like he fucking gives a shit. <laughs> like $90,000, <laughs> like, as if he cares. It's literally, he could probably drop $90,000 out of his wallet on the street and not care. Like, he could he could buy a cake for $90,000 and not even blink at it. So, I don't think that's going to be a big deal, but it's going to, it's going to come to a head soon. So, we'll keep an eye on that. And then, in the next few weeks, we'll start our team previews. So, guys, we're... This this off season is long, but it, it will start to go quickly. So enjoy a bit of quiet now because it's going to be um wild. But Richie, thank you for for coming on as always, mate. And uh, talk to you next week. My pleasure, mate.